0: o'clock, it's the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. I'm Jim, along with the Buckeye Boy. Catch us here in the Valley, 101.1 FM, 1340 AM, along Highway 50, also North Fork as well, 102.1 FM, and online, get the mobile app at theteam1340.com. We can also make your picks for Pile Pigskin Pick'em as we head into Super Wildcard Weekend. You could win one of Two $500 gift cards from Play It Again Sports in the Valley Plaza and that big green egg smoker and grill from Fruta Co-op Country. and weekly prizes. Our last uh, weekly winner, Brock Ahrens. He wins a 12-pack of Bud Light and 4 NFL glasses from Central Distributing. Get your picks in. Must be 21 or older. Go to our website, theteam1340.com, and click on the Pile Pigskin Pick'em link to get your picks in for Super Wild Card Weekend, which, of course, we will have all the games Saturday, Sunday, and yes, Monday. The first ever Monday Night Football wildcard playoff game. With Dallas and Tampa Bay. So the schedule looks like this for the weekend. All the games here on the team, by the way. Starts out with Seattle at San Francisco. The two NFC West rivals collide. Our coverage starts at 2 o'clock on Saturday, kickoff at 2.30. That'll be followed by right around 6.15, the L.A. Chargers at Jacksonville. Sunday, coverage starts at 10.30 with Miami at Buffalo. So the two AFC East rivals collide at Orchard Park. That'll be followed by the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings right around 2.30. Then the nightcap, Sunday night football. AFC North showdown between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. And then, of course, as we mentioned Monday Night Football, Dallas at Tampa Bay. pregame game at 5.30 for that one for Monday Night Football. So catch all of your playoff action. Super wildcard weekend, all at one spot, right here on the Team Sports Network. And we're into the 8 o'clock hour. And it's the Preston Lee Country Financial Hour. Believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let them help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. So we've been talking Broncos coaching search. Denver yesterday, talking with Jim Caldwell, former Indianapolis Colts head coach, former Detroit Lions head coach. And so the Broncos had their conversation with Caldwell yesterday. He's 67 years old. He last coached in the league in 2017 when he led the Lions to back-to-back nine and seven seasons. And even during that stretch, he had an 11-win season. But you remember why they fired him? No. The, the Ford family felt like, well, yeah, Jim's got us on the right track, but we could do better. We could have a coach that could get us to that 11 win season mm-hmm. every season. And so that's when How's they fired that worked out. And so that's when they fired Jim Caldwell and brought in Matt Patricia. And he never won more than 6 games in his 3 years there. Now Dan Campbell obviously has turned it back around in a big way. But Jim Caldwell did a nice job there. There's there's no doubt about that. Yeah, he did. And 14 win season in Indianapolis when he was there as well. Lost in the Super Bowl to Sean Payton, who will interview for the Broncos job as well. Here's Cody Rourke, Malay Sports Radio on Jim Caldwell.
1: Very, very qualified. I would not be shocked if he suddenly emerges as the top guy for the job, but I don't think you're gonna hear anything in the media. I think that internally this will be something where we're like, All right, hey, he's our top guy. Let's interview these other guys and see if that changes.
0: Caldwell known for developing quarterbacks. He only had two losing seasons. I mean, think about that. He only had two losing seasons during his seven years coaching the Colts and the Lions. Of course, it didn't hurt that he had PFM, and he also had Matthew Stafford. Yeah, during that, that stretch helps. of time, that that doesn't hurt. And the in the year they lost Payton, twenty eleven, they went two and fourteen,
2: mm-hmm. and got Andrew Luck. Who played under David Shaw? Another exactly. So
0: another guy that the Broncos, according to reports, have interviewed. The Broncos have interviewed him for the job as well.
2: It's like the Kevin Bacon game with Condoleezza Rice in the ownership group. You have to be two moves removed from Stanford, or you don't get a chance to interview.
0: So Cody Rourke really likes. Jim Caldwell and the idea of Caldwell being the Broncos' next head coach. Mm -hmm. He definitely lacks the sexiness, the sizzle of a Jim Harbaugh, a Sean Payton, even a Dan Quinn. Yeah. Let's say it is Caldwell. Is it an absolute... I guess it's going to be disappointing to Broncos country. They're they're expecting Payton or Harbaugh. Mm Mm-hmm. I think fans will lose their minds if it's Caldwell. Cause it's gonna be, well, look, coach the Colts and the Lions and yeah. you know, and they went two and fourteen that well the year they lost Peyton Manning to the injury, which ultimately led him mm-hmm. to being released and coming to Denver. He went nine and seven back to back years in Detroit.
2: If they're that's, smart that's, yeah, if, coaches who are not named Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton will not take this job because of that. Because it's like, nope, I don't want any part of that. Because you're right, it is Peyton, Harbaugh, or bust.
0: And I like the way Cody approached this yesterday. Did you catch how he was looking at it? He's like, I don't care who they hire. I feel like, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing her a little bit, I feel like they're going to hire the right guy for the job, and Broncos country may not necessarily like who they end up hiring.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I hate. Yeah, to I, the, I get the feeling that whoever they hire is not going to be liked or appreciated by the fan base immediately because of who they're not. Not anything to do with their resume. Where Jim Caldwell, his next head coaching job, if he goes two and fourteen in his first sixteen games, only then will he be at five hundred in his coaching resume. He's twelve games over five hundred yeah. in Indiana and. Detroit. He's he was thirty six and twenty eight in Detroit. And got him to the
0: playoffs there.
2: And for him to be greeted as a potential candidate as nope, this guy's gonna suck. Is unfortunate because he may very well be one of the best candidates for the job.
0: People knock the age. He's sixty seven. Okay, if you feel like you have to do that, that's. I mean, people groused about Vic Fangio in his age, and Vic was early sixties. Mm-hmm. But just from a knowledge standpoint,
2: he does just from turn a, sixty-eight on Monday. Jim Caldwell. Yeah, I. Happy birthday! You're I, coach of the Broncos, and no one likes you
0: <laughs> for reasons that are kind of ridiculous. That
2: have nothing to do with you.
0: You know, the, the age thing might be the thing that would be. Uh, but then again, I, I feel like if you've got the, you know, it's, it's one thing we're talking about Dick Vermeule being 86. Right. <laughs> not that they're interviewing Dick Vermeule. We're not saying that. But, but you've but, tried young
2: first-time head coach in Nathaniel Hackett. You've tried older we tried older young twice because Vance Joseph uh, Vance wasn't. Joseph is fairly young. Yeah, you're right. And you've tried an older first-time head coach. The last thing you tried that was actually successful was kind of older. Yeah. Previous head coaching experience with Kubiak and before him John Fox. You went to the playoffs five of those six right. years, won the Super Bowl, lost another, but you made it there. You know, maybe it's time to be open minded about Yeah, you know what? Let's let's see what this experience coach Yeah, he's, you know what exactly. he's gonna be sixty eight on Monday. I don't care. He took the Lions to the cusp of the playoffs, he won eleven games in Detroit.
0: They they got in that year, lost in the wild card. Did they? Yeah, they did. They lost in the wild okay. card game. I think they lost to Dallas, I believe. But I
2: flush things from memory. But that's okay. Quickly. But
0: they but they did. He did take him to the playoffs, and they had back to back nine and seven seasons, and they canned him. Hmm. I I still I still like Dan Quinn. I am I am kind of joined the Benjamin Albright Dan Quinn train. But Jim Caldwell, I wouldn't. I would not bust out the pitchforks and torches if I'm Broncos country. If it ends up being a Jim Caldwell, could be the right guy. Older coach, has the experience. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with Jim Caldwell. I like I said, the the fan base will they'll they'll lose their minds because like oh, I said, yeah. the last couple of days I've talked to people. Well, what do you think about Sean Payton. We it's like there's this total Sean Payton fixation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe maybe Sean Payton will be great. I just think the things you have to give up to get him are significant. And that's a problem. And the things that you're going to have to try to deal with within the organization yeah. in regard to Vic Fangio coming back, what does that look like in terms of players and, and their relationship with Vic, which was not great for some players on this roster. And what does that look like? And is Sean and, and to a certain degree I think Sean Payton is overhyped. I agree with those that that look at him and say, Yeah, he won a Super Bowl. He got to two, but didn't exactly finish strong in New Orleans before he decided to step away. And that was with Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. I just I just feel like that you can't be I, I agree with how what Cody's approach is. There are a lot of different choices here. There's a lot of different ways to go. The thing that seems to be the, the common denominator though, that I'm, I'm liking to this group, it's guys that have experience. It's Raheem Morris, who's been a head coach in this league. It's Jim Caldwell, who's been a head coach in this league. It's it's Harbaugh. It's Peyton, It's guys that have coached in this league. And while I, I, I don't want to diminish the like the Brian Callahan's in Cincinnati. Because look look what happened to Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota. It's been great. Yeah. Mike McDaniel, I get the, the end was not great, but Mike McDaniel has them in the playoffs. Young first-year coaches, guys have done well. Mm-hmm. But Denver tried that this year, and it failed horrifically. And so, in my opinion, maybe the, the best approach is going back to Somebody that's done the job, somebody that's had success doing that job. And Caldwell's the kind of guy that's a little bit a little bit harbaughish, Peytonish in that yeah, they got their area, the side of the football that they kind of favor, Mm -hmm. but they're more the CEO kind of guy.
2: Yeah, he's done both. He's been the coordinator, he's been the head coach. And a thing that I think people don't necessarily realize about in Sean Payton, and it's not to blame for them, it's an inside football thing. You're not really going to get much better. You'll get healthier for 2023, but how much better are you really going to get without the players you currently have? Because you're almost at $230 million cap allocation right now for 2023. You have 59 guys signed for a 53-man roster. You have your your first-round draft picks in Seattle. You don't really have the draft capital that New Orleans would want. That's the other thing, right? Is supposedly, you can have it. They have to want it.
0: Right, and supposedly, New Orleans has told the Broncos, this is what we want, mm-hmm. and Denver's acknowledged that, which that doesn't necessarily mean they have it that they've agreed upon it right it means okay this is what you want we got this gotta, is what you're
2: asking for we, we got to find it
0: we got to figure out if this is if this is going to be worth mm-hmm. giving up whatever that might be so
2: you're not going to have a ton of draft picks if you make that move you're not going to have a ton of free agent cap dollars to spend you better hope that you stay healthy cuz if you get injuries to the To even 70% of the extent you got this season, you're staring a sub-500 season in the face
0: again. Second most guys on injured reserve, what, 26, I believe?
2: Something like that, yeah. In the league. You know, so if you make that move for Sean Payton, you better be super confident in your training staff and that Russ was an outlier this year and not the norm going forward. Also, just kind of looking at their cap situation, they have one player signed for 2027, and he's counting $53.4 million against the cap, and it's Russell Wilson. They have two players signed for 2026 at $74.5 million. Russell Wilson and Randy Gregory. Do either of them play all 17 games that season? For The Broncos,
0: anyway, and getting to Peyton for a moment. Jim and the Buckeye Boy, today, Jim Davis show on the Team Sports Network are talking about uh, the Broncos coaching search. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler brought up something that may make Sean Payton go, Yeah, I, I don't think so. That the organization, you know, look, six of the coaches have been fired since 2009, John Fox. Was the only one to last more than three years. I mean, it's been one of those things where, you know, Sean Payton probably wants a more stable environment, but then again, to correct Jeremy Fowler about something, that that was a different ownership group. That was that was Pat Bowlen. That was that ownership group at that time. Where the Broncos very much in flux, where Joe Ellis was starting to take over as the guy running things with mm-hmm. with dementia, with Alzheimer's, you know, now setting in on Pat Bowlen, and it is a different ownership group now, an ownership group that could provide the stability that Sean Payton, obviously or apparently, craves according to Jeremy Fowler. I just think that what you have to give up to get Sean Payton, I don't think it's worth what, what you're going to get from Sean Payton. We'll see, but Dan Quinn's out there too. Dan Quinn expected the you know, Broncos request an interview from Dan with Dan Quinn, Dallas defensive coordinator, former Atlanta head coach. So here's uh, Benjamin Albright, eight fifty Koa Broncos Insider on Dan Quinn.
3: I've had people coming out of the woodwork to tell me that, that Sean Payton will throw anyone under the bus. It's never his fault. I've had people coming out of the woodwork to tell me that Jim Harbaugh's a jerk and very tough to work for. You won't find a person who worked for, with, or played for, or with Dan Quinn that has a bad word to say about it. He has had a track record of success. He's been to a Super Bowl.
2: You don't really need people coming out of the woodwork to no. tell you Jim Harbaugh's <laughs> a jerk. People will just tell you that. They're going to tell
0: you straight up.
2: Yeah. And that, that, that very well could be the case. But... I mean, and we've talked about it. I think we both acknowledge the guy that everybody loves. This guy, everybody loved Vance Joseph.
0: Yeah, everybody seemed to like
2: Nathaniel Hackett.
0: Yeah, you're. Come on, you're not. You're not going to put Dan Quinn in the same. I'm just saying that
2: maybe what this team needs is not necessarily the guy that everybody's going to like. Because if everybody likes yeah. him, that means he's essentially doing what the players want to do, which has not worked so far.
1: But, Maybe you need but, a
2: guy that's willing to tell the players, no, and you know, for again, lack of a better term, fine. piss them off a little bit.
0: And I would think that Dan Quinn probably when the situation arises would, would be that guy. But then again, okay, you're com- you're comparing Dan Quinn, who – took the falcons to the super bowl. I get it they, mm-hmm. they blew the lead 28 to 3. They lost in overtime. But he got a team to the super bowl. Vance Joseph didn't even get the broncos to the playoffs.
2: I know. I'm just saying. Hackett
0: couldn't even make it through a season. So I I know what you're saying about the hayes players the, guy. Everybody
2: loves this guy route before.
0: But those but those two guys though were first year head coaches. Not a guy that had taken a team to a super bowl. And I've been a you know, DC in the league for quite some time. Mm-hmm. A very successful DC in Seattle with the Legion of Boom. I I see where you're going with it. I just that's I'm very just saying, far
2: down the list for me of qualities I want my coach to have.
0: Everybody loves this guy. That that to me, okay, fine. My thing about Dan Quinn, though, experience on the defensive side of the football, where you would hope that he would embrace a Giro Vero staying as his DC. You'd want to see that happen. That may not be the case. I don't know. I would, I would like to think Dan Quinn's a smart enough guy. Hey, a Giro, I love what you've been doing. I've got some ideas. Let's collaborate on this. Uh, but I, overall I love what you're doing. I want you to keep doing what you're doing. And then he brings in Brian Schottenheimer that worked with Russ in Seattle. Some of Russ's you know, salad days for Russell Wilson and and that could be the kind of relationship. I still feel like that's the relationship that makes the most sense. Where it's, you're still, you're addressing the team in total. It's not a Russell Wilson coaching mm-hmm. hire specifically. But you're going to bring somebody in that knows Russ, has been able to bring out the best in Russell Wilson. That to me makes sense. And and like, I, I I get to a point what you're saying about, He's a player's coach, and sometimes you have to have you know somebody that's just willing willing to be the principal. Yeah. Not to go every school every every school probably you went to and I did. You always had that fun hip teacher that everybody got along with, mm-hmm. but then again they also got away with a lot of crap in class too. Yeah. In that teacher's class, and then when they try to crack the whip,
2: everybody is like,
0: yes. dude, we're bros. What's going Come on? What are you doing? Come on, like, that's- we're
2: friends. What do you mean you're telling me? Yeah. to." You know, just run the ball when there's an
0: opening instead
2: of trying to throw it into quintuple
0: coverage. We're friends. Why are you tell? Why are you treating me? I like I, this? I tend to think Dan Quinn is not quite that soft on players. What do you mean?
2: I can't have four parking spots. Yeah, I can only park my car in one.
0: <laughs> and, um, and that's all. That's also a Broncos. If you're you're referring to Russ, there. That that's also an organizational thing. Mm-hmm. Well, has to be explained to him. We are dialing back some of these perks. And yeah. if you're Rush, you have to go,
2: okay, and, <laughs> fair and enough. I, I understand the want for Dan Quinn or whoever to keep a Jero Avero. If you hire a defensive-minded head coach, he's probably not keeping the previous guy. He's probably going to bring in either his own defensive coordinator or somebody that will run his defense. Could be. I just don't see a path that, a Jero Vero stays as the defense because most coaches are going to bring in their own guys.
0: De- well, yeah, it depends also on like a Jim Caldwell who's now you know been away for a while, which is would be a knock on Jim Caldwell mm-hmm. being a head coach. But Caldwell could very very much say, "Hey, look, I like what you're doing. That side of the football is not the problem here. I want you to stay here, young man. I want you to continue to do what you do." Dan Quinn, I'd like to think that Quinn would would appreciate what. Averro brings to the table with all the influences he's had, where he's been working around Vic Fangio and others that, that Quinn would want him to stay there and be part of it. That's not a guarantee and what you say has, it's valid he may say, look, I've, I've got my own guy that I want I don't think though that you can as much as it'd be great for Agero Averro to stay, that can't be the reason you don't hire a guy. Well, farrow has got to stay. we got to hire a guy that's going to keep him around. Now, it's it, 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 you have to look big picture. Big picture is what's best for this football team in total. Mm-hmm. Not one guy that's had a really, really good season as a D.C., a really promising up-and-coming coach in this league. You can't sacrifice what you're doing to hire of a head coach just to make sure that guy still has a job.
2: The only person in the building that really, really needs to get along with a head coach is Russ. Everybody else is expendable to the new head coach, in my opinion. Coaching staff, players. Russ is the one that they have to at least get on the same page at some point. Defensive coach or not, head coach and quarterback have to be on the same page. And if the guy's like, I get along with Russ, every other coach has got to go. I'm making that move still if it's the right guy for the, for the team.
0: You have to do what's best for the team and the quarterback that you have at this point in time. So we got some thoughts about the Broncos interviewing David Shaw yesterday. Jim Caldwell, text or call us, Chick-fil-A breakfast team, phone line 970-242-1340. Uh, congratulations to uh, PS2, Patrick Sertan second, just in his second year. First ever player voted All-Pro Selection. So congratulations to him. Patrick Sertan voted All-Pro by his peers. And uh, we did mention Super Wildcard Weekend. All the action this weekend on the Team Sports Network. We uh, played a clip from Cody Rourke earlier about Jim Caldwell. Cody also commented about uh, Wild Card Weekend.
1: In my opinion, I think the Bengals are probably going to be my best pick. for the Bills. And then the NFC. I mean, I think San Francisco on the NFC side is probably the one team that I feel like is actually legit.
0: All right, those are his picks. He thinks of teams that could potentially go to the Super Bowl coming out of Wild Card Weekend. Don't forget, it starts this Saturday, Super Wild Card Weekend on the Team Sports Network. All right, 824, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy, and uh, we're going to play Who Is It in a Moment. Who do we have here on the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line?
2: This is our uh, buddy Mark Johnson.
0: Okay, so we're going to get Mark here in just a moment. Mm -hmm. We'll take a break. We'll hold off on Who Is It, and we'll come back and do that in a moment. We'll take a break and come back with Mark Johnson, Voice the Buffaloes. That's coming up on the Jim Davis Show.
1: They're a lot of fun.
2: The Jim Davis Show. They're idiots. Say what? On Colorado's sports leader, the team. (laughs) It's time to talk buffs with CU voice Mark Johnson on the Jim Davis Show on the team.
0: And with us right now from Los Angeles, the voice of the Buffaloes, Mark Johnson. Good morning, Mark. How are you?
3: Jim, good morning. Well, I'm I'm in Los Angeles. How do you think I am?
0: (laughs) I know, it's... um, it's not one of your favorite places. I get that. I I haven't been there nearly as much as you, but the few times I've been there, I, I couldn't wait to get out of there, to be quite honest. But uh, you know, there's the, the, the weather's nice, right?
3: That is true. Yeah, that that is certainly true. Every time you come here, it's beautiful. And yesterday we got off the plane, and I think it was you know 57 degrees or something, which is perfect for me. So yeah, that is awful nice. There are other. I I told my my little girl years ago. When she first got married, and her husband was in the Navy down at Camp Pendleton, she was all excited living in California. I said, "Sweetheart, the problem with living in California is you've got to live in California." And uh, she realized after about six months what I was talking about. But it is beautiful, no doubt about
0: that. Yeah, there's the, the weather's fantastic. There's the ocean, and then there's well, lots of flooding right now, and when it's wildfire season, so there's we're. We're so lucky you live in Colorado. That's all I have to say. I feel. Amen. To that. Yeah. Feel this. This is God's country where we are. Where we live, sir. That's. There's no doubt about right, that. Right. Uh, for the Buffaloes, it's been a nice stretch. Um, you know, KJ Simpson was out. You know, one game where he was sick, and that's where Tristan De Silva's really picked it up. I actually had the chance to uh, do an interview with Tad Boyle the other day, talking about right. uh, this stretch right now. Really enjoyed that conversation with Tad, and defensively after you know the, the Cal game, and he referenced the, the Jekyll and Hyde, you know, way his team has been, they've been more Dr. Jekyll than Mr. Hyde as of lately, especially, Mark, on the defensive end.
3: They've been phenomenal. I mean, just fantastic when you think about it. I mean, those last two ball games, you, you, he may have referenced this number. You know, They gave up 83 points combined in the two games against the Oregon schools. You've got to go back to the World War II era in the mid to late uh, 40s, to find two games above Buffs to play in conference play where they've given up fewer points in back-to-back games. I mean, that, that that's saying something. And so they're playing right now, I think, their best basketball. They've won seven of eight. Those two defensive performances against the Oregon schools were phenomenal. Let's hope that that continues. If they continue to play that way, as we've talked about, they can play with anybody in America. And, and I think what they've got tonight with this USC game, that's kind of a, Oh, it's, it's one of those contests that uh, you know Ted likes referred to about separation games. You've got a chance here with a team that that's record is nearly what yours is. The numbers are eerily similar when you look at these two teams, and they've really got a chance to kind of separate themselves a little bit and, and continue to push towards the upper echelon of the Pac twelve.
0: And there's some history between these two teams, <laughs> isn't there? <laughs> there's, a little, there's a little there's a little history, a little juice, a little a uh, little chippiness between the Trojans and the Buffaloes.
3: Yeah, and it goes back to a number of years ago when Andy Enfield first got here, and it was a pretty heated game going back and forth. And then Enfield called a timeout in a lopsided game, uh, very late. There was thirty seconds or something, and one of those kind of rubbing your nose kind of things. And then that started some back and forth between the coaches. And then of course, uh, when when the bus came in here a few years ago, and and the, they stole one from a very good USC team. I remember mean, they were a top ten team. I think at the time, as I recall. And, and Tad really celebrated, um, and and then of course there were some comments about that FBI investigation that was going on, where Tad beat uh, you know I think it was USC and then made the comment, someone it says it's sweeter when you beat one of these teams." And he goes, "Oh yeah, certainly," and and that didn't go over well with Andy Enfield, and so there there's and that's the way great rivalries always begin. There's got to be something organic. You can't force it, and and there's there's a little bit of back and forth between these two programs, and it's it's. Uh, it's calloused over, but there's certainly a wound underneath there. And so it's it's always a little bit extra juice when these two teams get
0: together. Voice of the Buffaloes, Mark Johnson, joining us today from L.A. We'll have the Buffaloes taking on USC tonight, right here on the team pregame at six thirty. And look, they're Buffalo players that say USC is our biggest rival. It's it's not Utah, it's not anybody else. It's USC, no. and obviously the the history you just referenced a big reason why these two programs really kind of circle this date when they play each other on the calendar.
3: Yeah, and, and you know it, it, it starts with those two coaching staffs I mean they they've uh, got a little animus for for each other and so even though the players continue to you know turn over as they graduate and move on um, it, it continues to live and so I, I yeah there, there's something there and I like it I mean it's fun even from my standpoint I know that uh, tonight would when, when you know I sit down and put the, the headphones on I'm getting ready to to really chronicle this thing because uh, it generally gets interesting when these two get together and there's always a little bit back and forth and so I, I I think it's I always say Jim we're in the interesting business and this is a really interesting game for
0: me every year. Oh no doubt about it between these two teams Buffs are 11 and six three and three in the Pac 12 USC's 11 and five three and two in the Pac 12 right now you referenced the numbers how how just eerily similar these two teams are USC's third in the Pac 12. Uh, 0.461 field goal percentage buffs are fifth, uh, four five six Trojans seventh in the league in three point percentage buffs are fifth. They they both have not been particularly good defending three point shots though, and that's the 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 one weakness that these two teams have had.
3: Yeah, and, and you know that continues to be a problem. And you know it was interesting. I saw a number. I don't recall the last night when I was doing some prep work here in the. Uh, in the hotel room, that you know, in the games they've won, their three point field goal percentage has been very good. Don't remember what the numbers were, but uh, when they have lost, it's been very bad. And so, yeah, they, they, each of these teams is, I think, if they're both talented. Uh, I think they're both good basketball teams. I think they both can be great basketball teams when they're playing very well, and, and then they can stink it up a little bit when. When they're not. You know, USC's lost two games in a row right now, and, and so they're going to be, obviously be hungry tonight. And then you then you throw in the Mike Bone factor in this whole thing as well, right? He was athletic director now. He's got athletic director out at USC. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm really looking forward to this one. I mean, this is a fun road trip. Even though I don't like hanging out in L.A., you've got that going on with USC. And then on Saturday, we're going to see a top-ten team at UCLA at one of the great basketball venues in the country. So, in that regard, just the basketball aspect of this trip is always a great trip.
0: And looking at USC, Boogie Ellis is really good. He's their leading scorer. Uh, but but Drew Peterson's had a really good season. He's right now their their second leading scorer. A uh, couple of guys that really uh, are are the the guys that uh, get things going for the Trojans offensively.
3: Yeah, Peterson's the guy to me that, that really makes things. Boogie Ellis is a fine player, no doubt about that. But but Peterson, he's six foot nine, uh, plays a point guard position much of the time. Uh, very skilled. Uh, he's got a little edge to him as well. He's kind of the guy, in my view, that 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 really kind of makes them go. And, you know, there's there's talent around. Make no mistake about it. You know, thank goodness the Mobley brothers are gone. I was tired of seeing those two NBA guys out there every time we played USC. But uh, yeah, P- Peterson, in my view, is the guy that that really kind of gets them going. And he's such a difficult matchup because he is six foot nine and handles the ball so well, and he can shoot, he can put it on the floor. So yeah, he, he's the guy that that I really focus on when the game gets underway.
0: So out we'll the game tonight, pregame at 6.30 from the Galen Center, uh, University of Colorado Buffaloes at USC on the team tonight. And so, Mark, I did see on Facebook a picture uh, with a couple of former buffs you ran into out in L.A.
3: Yeah, yesterday, in fact, uh, as it turned out, uh, when we got to town, we had an early flight yesterday. We got on out here, and the Dallas Mavericks were sharing the practice facility. They were in one of the other gyms. We were down in the main court. And uh, lo and behold, there's a couple of Buffaloes, McKinley Wright and uh, uh, Spencer Dinwoody uh, came rolling on down, and so we got a chance to ch- chat with them a little bit. It was great to see them, you know, interacting, especially, you know, Ken comes in and knows everybody on the team, essentially. He's only been out a couple of years. Spencer's been gone. Boy, it was kind of surprising we talked about that. He said to me, I said something about, I go, don't tell me, you've been playing for a decade, and he goes, yeah, nine years now uh, in the NBA. And so it was great to see those two. There's two great number 25s for the couple of the Buffaloes under Dan Boyle, and it was just kind of cool, and then we got a chance to do a little interview and, and uh, take that picture, and just great to see those two guys, because when you think about Tad's 13 years uh, you know, at the helm of Colorado Basketball, he's had some great point guards. Uh, Nate is going to fall in there, but certainly the two guys we saw yesterday are as good as any of them. One of them has become a legitimate big-time NBA player in Spencer Dinwiddie, and, and uh, you know, Ken is on his way to doing that, but uh, it's kind of cool you got two buffs on that one team, and I asked him at one point, I said, Do you, does it ever hit you, the, the fact that the two of you are on the court at the same time on occasion? And Spence said, you know, it is kind of neat. And he said, I don't have time to think about it a lot, but every once in a while, you know, he'll hit me with a pass, and I'll hit a three, or I'll hit him, and he goes, fly, you know, speaking of Ken, going down a lane, and hits a layup or something, and I think to myself, that's, that's my brother out there. So it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I, I watched here a while back. Uh, McKinley was in the G League here a while back before getting... Uh, promoted to the Mavericks. So it was uh, It's like, hey, I, I, I know that guy. It's McKinley Wright yep. out there playing uh, in, the, in the G League. So it's great that he's now Spencer Dinwiddie uh, in Dallas. Uh, Mark Johnson joining us today from L.A. Hey, did, you, did
3: you catch that, that, that video here a short time ago with the Celtics and the Mavs play? It was just last week when when Spence went down the lane. It was. I mean, he was going to throw one down hard. And Derek White comes out of nowhere oh, yeah. and swats the ball away. It was one of the, you know, one of those cool things because both those guys. There, there's another guy that's a legitimate NBA big time player right now. So it's just kind of cool to see those two do
0: that. Yeah, it's well. it's great. To, yeah, See all these former Buffs now playing at the NBA level and and not just being you know last man on the bench. Guys that are big time yeah. contributors, outstanding players in the league. Uh, of course, Mark will have a CU USC tonight here on the team at 631. final thing, we step over to Buffs football for just a moment. Yep. Right now, CU number one in the transfer rankings with uh, certainly Hunter, a big part of that, uh, transferring from Jackson State. But uh, Colorado, I think, I think Mark, from a transfer portal standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint, has probably, I think, exceeded most people's expectations. Uh, Coach Prime has done a heck of a job.
3: Oh, it's, it's been amazing to watch. And and I don't think he's done. You know, that's, a, that's the thing about him. I mean, he could You know, first off, you know, think about this week in Colorado football. Uh, he was featured on the pregame show on the national championship game, right, wearing buff gear and prime gear. Uh, then the next morning, he was on CBS, the CBS Morning Show on CBS Network Television. Um, he was on the cover of GQ. And so, what have we talked about, we didn't hire a coach; we hired a celebrity who coaches, and he is bringing exposure that's beyond anything that I ever imagined when he when he took this job. It really is something to watch, and that's translating into then getting. Young men to commit to the program. You mentioned number one of the transfer portal in the country right now, <clears throat> and then uh, top twenty-five, anyway. Certainly at this point in but I think uh, growing as time goes on here, uh, overall from a recruiting standpoint. So um, he's making his mark. You know, we, we did hear. You know, he mentioned, I guess, that ASU thing. Uh, on the pregame show, and apparently that got nixed. There was no waiver granted, so maybe that's not going to happen. That's the only, only, I guess, uh, you know, step back, if you will, the program took this week, but uh, yeah, pretty impressive all the way around. I mean, it's, it's just amazing.
0: And I, I saw the video where he met one of the Ralphie handlers, because Coach Prime had some concerns about Ralphie, because he thought yep. he was going to get ran over by Ralphie.
3: Yeah. Uh, it was good, though. Taylor Stratton is actually the Ralphie coordinator. Yeah, she's the one that handles everything, and, and uh, her office is right across the hallway from Iowa, here at the Champions Center, and, and, uh, yeah, it was good that uh, Prime, in fact, I was giving Rick George a little hard time the other day. He and I did something together, and I said, you know, how, how did you not sit down and explain this whole Ralphie thing to Prime before you hired him? I mean, really? He thought he was going to have to run in front of the Buffalo. <laughs> no, 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 that's not the way it works. So, uh, yeah, Taylor was able to kind of uh, ease his concerns, if you will, that uh, Ralphie would run out with the trained handlers, uh, Prime and the team would run afterwards, as we well know, and, and and there's no danger there whatsoever. Yeah. So they, that was that was kind of funny, and kind of comical, but uh, they got they worked through those issues.
0: Yeah, Coach Prime and the coaching staff not required. To be the ones to run him out there or run her out there, no. excuse me, no, no, not not going to not going to happen at all. Uh, well, it wouldn't
3: be the safest thing in the world, and and uh, even though we are talking about one of the finest athletes in the history of mankind, there uh, at fifty five years old with some of the physical things he's gone through, no, no, I don't think that would be good for you know. Back in the day, he'd probably well outrun Ralphie oh, potentially, yeah, uh, easily, yeah. yeah, but but uh, n- not 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 now, no, that's that's probably not no. the case as a fifty five year old man. So we're not expecting
0: <laughs> those days are gone. I know. Probably tonight they'll acknowledge. Uh, the passing of Charles White, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, we found out has, has passed away.
3: Oh, I don't heard that. Is yeah, there one? yes. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, uh, phenomenal, legendary player, obviously, and and uh, that's uh, how old was he? Do you you don't sixty-four. How many? Sixty-four. Fifty.
0: Okay. No, say, six, right.
3: sixty-four. Sixty-four. All right. So, still, still for guys our age, uh, all of a sudden that's not
0: nearly as old. as no, you. <laughs> no it's not. <laughs> no.
3: Our, our condolences uh, to his family. Uh, a great great player. and Well, they just don't give that Heisman Trophy away, so if you win that, you're, you're pretty darn good, and, and uh, he did. and that's, that's sad news today.
0: All right, Mark. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks for joining us from L.A. Have a, a great call tonight and on Saturday as well, and uh, we welcome you back to uh, the Centennial State as soon as possible.
3: I will look forward to that. I'll look forward to talking to you next
0: week. See All right. Take care, Mark. Mark Johnson joining us today from Los Angeles Buffs and USC tonight right here on the team. Sports Network at 630. All right, 842- Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. We'll have a four-down territory coming up in a few minutes. Also, we're Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week. Right now, it's time to play the Piles' favorite game on a Thursday, which is...
2: Yes, first correct answer on the Chick-fil-A text line, 970-242-1340. Gets a delicious case of New Belgium, courtesy of our friends at High Country Bedford. Across the Stanley Cup three, or the Avalanche three Stanley Cup teams. Eight players with championship rings were born in January. I actually shared my birthday with Dan Hynote, even though I'm five years older, and I led the Avs in 1996 in penalty minutes with over 100 minutes more than second place.
0: Who is it? All right, must be 21 or older. And if you won the last two weeks, send it out. Text your answer in to they case a New Belgium beer from High Country Beverage 970-242-1340. And this hour is brought to you by Preston Lee a Country Financial. He believes in building relationships, supporting the community, and serving others. Have a chat and let him help you protect the things that are important to you. Google him at Preston Lee Country Financial. Our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week is next on the Jim Davis Show.
2: Coo-coo, loony, and crazy. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team.
0: Welcome back, 846. Jim of the Buckeye Boy. Coming up next hour, the Monument boys basketball coach Jake Aguirre. They have Glenwood Springs tonight. And then on Tuesday here on the team, they will square off against Palisades. So uh, we'll have the Bulldogs and the Wildcats coming up Tuesday on the Team Sports Network. let see from Steve. My question today is, Rio, try the A1 cheeseburger, Carl's Jr. I saw a commercial and it looks delicious. Come on, do you really need to ask that?
2: I yes. Take that as a yes? Absolutely. I have. And it's delicious. I love it.
0: Let's see. Going from Jeremy over at uh, Ken Richards State Farm Insurance. Good morning, Jeremy. So Harbaugh and Payton are truly just the new shiny toy that everyone wants to play with. The Broncos would be more benefited with a Quinn or a Caldwell, someone that has shown they can be successful. I'd rather see someone like that. Okay. From Robert, Coach Caldwell's too old. The pressure would kill him. Coach Khaki Pants is obnoxious and disliked. Coach Quinn, a defensive minded coach, blew a 25 point lead in the Super Bowl. The answer is plain as nose in our face. Coach Aviro, who's never been an NFL coach, never been a head coach, period. So keep that in mind, Robert. He's only been a coordinator in this league for one year. So keep that in mind. Yeah. All right. It's time right now for our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center prep athlete of the week it's the Scotty's complete car care center prep athlete of the week on the team and joining us right on the chick-fil-a breakfast team phone line she's a sophomore at freder monmouth high school she is a wrestler for the district 51 phoenix girls wrestling team molly dare joins us good morning molly thanks for taking the time
1: of course. How are you doing?
0: Good. I'm sorry we had some, some phone issues this morning. I'm glad we are able to, yeah. to get that sorted out. Well, congratulations. You won the 130-pound bracket at the uh, Tournament of Champions in Vernal, Utah last weekend. And uh, so you're able to pin uh, Samantha Reynolds in three minutes, two seconds from Pennsylvania. Uh, J.O.B. Utah, you were able to get the pin to get the, the win in your bracket. So this has been a, an outstanding season. Uh, Ten wins on the season for you, but but take us through getting that win against Reynolds to capture the 130-pound title last weekend.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, coming into that match, I was just super excited to wrestle. I, didn't, I wasn't even feeling very nervous. Uh, we went through the Parade of Champions right before we wrestled, and I was just super excited to get the opportunity to be in the finals. And uh, when I was wrestling, I was just kind of doing what I could um she was really strong and so it was really hard to shoot so I just kind of had to pick and choose my moments of when I could capitalize on my um on gaining points and yeah it all worked out and I ended up pinning her so yeah
0: yeah 10-5 and five record on the season uh mm-hmm. Molly Dare joining us today she's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center prep athlete of the week uh the 10-5 and five record and and when you look at how the season's progressed Molly so some areas you feel like maybe you've really improved upon in terms of your technique on the mats. There's some things that you've really tried to focus on. You feel like okay, I've I've been able to to improve in certain, hold certain areas in in what I bring to the mat. What are some of those things?
1: Um, I feel like I've been able to improve in a lot of areas. I was out with a knee surgery last year, and so just being able to build my confidence back up has been a huge thing this season. And I've seen it progress a ton. You know, just being able to take a shot again or um, feeling comfortable sprawling or just doing normal things, um, just feeling the confidence in order to do those things has been incredible.
0: Molly Dare of the District 51 Phoenix Girls Wrestling Team. She's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week with us today on the Team Sports Network. Your dad, Chad, is the coach. Uh, take us through how you got involved in wrestling, a sport that has really started to explode for girls here in the Grand Valley with Colorado Mason. They're a very successful wrestling team. Uh, obviously, the Phoenix wrestling team ha- just keeps picking up more and more girls that are interested in wrestling. For you, how did it start? How did you get involved in wrestling?
1: Um, I always wanted to try wrestling growing up, but my mom, my mom was not going to let me wrestle boys. So my dad decided to put together a girls' camp. Um, and I tried it, and I absolutely, like, I loved it, so from there, my dad just kept trying to find me opportunities in order to wrestle, and I'm very grateful for him and for his work that he put in for me to be able to um, wrestle and do, you know, play, or do the sport that I love, and yeah, it's been super crazy to see how much it's grown throughout, not not just the Valley, but nationally, like, um I had the opportunity to go to nationals, and the numbers are just growing like at crazy rates, and it's been super fun to be able to be a part of it.
0: And I also think, like I said, Molly, with, with Colorado Mesa having a wrestling team, more and more uh, universities are, are adding women's wrestling That for someone like you. Now, there there's a next level for this. There's a next stage for you where you can go and compete co- collegially, and I think that has to be really exciting for you and your teammates to, to maybe have that opportunity down the road.
1: Yeah it's super exciting. Uh, I know I have one of, one of my teammates, my training partner, Apple Middleton, uh, just committed to CMU and it's been really exciting to see all the colleges that are um, gaining teams and it just puts it in our minds that there's um, an opportunity for us to wrestle just outside of college uh, other than just like coaching or wrestling in the Olympics. Like we have a route that we can go and that's pretty exciting.
0: Molly a Jr. at of Monument High School. She is a member of the District 51 Phoenix uh, girls wrestling team. They won the team title at the Tournament of Champions in Vernal, Utah. Molly herself won the 130-pound bracket, bringing home the championship. Uh, this weekend, it's the Rockwell Rumble. Tell us about that, because I know in uh, texting back and forth with your dad, this is a big tournament coming up this weekend for you and uh, your fellow teammates in the Phoenix.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited for this weekend. It is a it's a big um, tournament, and it's kind of hard to get to big tournaments as a girls team. And so I'm really excited for the opportunity to um, wrestle with some of uh, the best in the West. And it's, I'm just super excited, and I know my team is too. We're a pretty young team, but it's pretty exciting to get to go to these kinds of tournaments and make our name known.
0: Molly Dare joining us today. She's our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Athlete of the Week, in your weight class 130. Molly, who are some of the wrestlers that uh, that uh, are certainly going to be a, a bit, maybe an obstacle to winning a championship there, like you did in Vernal?
1: Um, I'm not sure. I mean, statewide in Colorado, there's some very good wrestlers at 130 pounds. I know that um, Chatfield's Taylor Meese is a very good wrestler, and she's one of my friends. And I know that she's an even better person. Like she's a great, um, she's just great all around, and she's a very, very good wrestler. So that would be kind of a Obstacle, and I know that there's my cousin also wrestles, so uh, she goes to Severance, um, and she's also in the 130 pound weight class. And so, there's quite a few people that are very good wrestlers that are going to be a challenge, but that's a, it's, it's okay because it's exciting because I get to um, continue to grow.
0: And I think for you, as far as your your teammates on the Phoenix, have come from from different schools. It's just it's just District Fifty One's team. It's not Fruiter, or Junction or Palisade or Central. That has to be pretty cool to be able to to go out and compete with with kids from other schools.
1: Yeah, it's super exciting. I know that I've been able to meet a lot new a lot of new people, and we have girls who come from all different backgrounds and not only just schools. And it's been super fun to make those connections and to um make a difference on people's lives just by joining the sport of wrestling and not just through fruta or palisade or junction and just kind of all over
0: uh, to kind of wrap it up here molly is there a wrestler maybe over at cmu in the past or currently or, or somebody else maybe you know that, that you kind of emulate in terms of what uh, what you hope to maybe accomplish like they have or maybe just in technique that kind of thing is there anybody that uh, that you kind of look up to as uh as kind of a a role model for you and what you're trying to do with your wrestling career?
1: Yes, there are so many, but um, mainly uh, Kaylee Lacey, she is an alumni at CMU. She's one of our coaches, and she's just an all-around great wrestler, great person, and I kind of strive to um, balance the wrestling and real life kind of how she does. And I also, uh, Marissa Gallegos, she's a very good wrestler, and she... She kind of, I love her technique, and I love being able to train with her because I get to sometimes, but she's just all around a great wrestler, and so I try to implement her work into my wrestling, and yeah.
0: Hey, Molly, best of luck at the Rockwell Rumble this weekend. Congratulations on the win at Vernal, and thanks for coming on and and talking with us today.
1: Of course. Thank you so much.
0: And have a great rest of your day. Thanks, you too. All right, Molly Dare. She is our Scotty's Complete Car Care Center Prep Athlete of the Week, of course, brought to you by Scotty's. Complete Car Care Center, and they're located downtown at uh, 437 Pitkin Avenue. Uh, You can go to Scotty's Complete Car, Complete CompleteAutoRepair.com. Call them at 970-245-0101. Everything from your transmission to brakes, your heating, you name it, they take care of it all. That's why it's called Scotty's Complete Car Care Center. Give them a call today, 970-245-0101. Zero, 01 or stop by 437 Pitkin Avenue. Coming up next hour, Fruit of Monument, boys basketball coach J.K. Guerra will join us on the program. Text or call us 970-242-1340.